Everyone, welcome to Monday through Friday, Cellular Agriculture for a Pandemic-Free Future. My name is George Ortega. This is episode number 26. We're recording on August 11th, 2020 at 2.57 p.m. Eastern Time. And um, what I want to do today is get right into the morality, because that's that's the essence of this, you know. Um, so, I mean, just to give it the, uh, the necessary um, prelude, you know, we're, we're in this mess because um, it's, this is punishment for abusing, paying people to abuse over 70 billion land animals every year. And you know, probably for 50 million abortions every year, and uh, for letting too many people remain poor. So, um, and uh, and yeah, there's a way out. You know, God is punishing us for certain, but um, the way out, He um, He actually gave us seven years before this happened, you know, seven years before 2019 in London, Mark Post, a researcher from Maastricht University in the Netherlands, um, introduced to our world the first lab-grown meat product. It was a hamburger patty um, and launched this new industry that unless we all want to go vegan, remains our best chance of uh, avoiding future pandemics. It appeases God by our stopping this, you know, crueler than, than cruel uh, treatment of animals. And, um, and it gives us all the, the meat, dairy, fish we want without having to harm a single animal. That's the gist. Um, you know, so we should be pumping $50 billion into this, you know, after the election, I guess. You know. But, you know, Trump wouldn't do this. So, yeah. um, all right, so that's the backdrop. Um, but the question, you know, before us, it's not, you know, some, some problems have technological fixes. Other problems... Um, are uh, more sociological and some are fundamentally moral. So yeah, this may, may be playing out in the medical and economic arena, the social arena, but it is fundamentally a problem of morality. We're, you know, um, if, if for nothing else at all, we are being punished for being careless. You know, if you, if you want to exclude the, the harm we, we cause these animals every year, and uh, I'm not sure there's a reason to do that, but just alone, our carelessness, our recklessness in perpetuating this farming system that makes us perpetually 
prey to pandemics like this. It's just amazingly reckless, careless, foolish. And, uh, and you know, we don't have to go to religion to God to understand, um, to understand that the nature, the laws of physics, you know, our life will punish us to the extent that we're careless, you know, in, in a thousand different ways. So, um, so all right, so, you know, it's a moral problem. Um, the question becomes, you know, earlier today I was on a Zoom call with two wonderful ladies. You know, we had a half an hour discussion, um, conversation, and, um, you know, they are such good people. They're basically everywhere, there are so many good people. You know, um, good in so many ways. People work hard, people care, people give, you know, in so many ways. And um, so then how do you explain this? How do you explain people can, who can be, who are so good in so many ways? that we can um, continue to mistreat those animals, continue to be so reckless with our lives, with our lifestyles, with the world we've created, the work, world so many generations before us worked so hard to create. How do you explain that? Is it that we're all too busy pursuing what? You know, greater gain, greater what? You know, I would imagine morality um, or our, our welfare, our future um, is vastly more important than um, perhaps what we uh, too often distract ourselves with. So yeah, this is the 26th episode, and um, I'm, I'm expecting to, to, to find a way to, to reach you, to, um, to get you to understand and to talk about this, to just like, you know, have a, have a movement develop, you know, have people finally decide to end this factory farming um, especially, in, and also, you know, I mean, here in the United States, 99% of our farming is factory farming. So, but throughout the world, uh, you know, these, these smaller farms pose a threat also. Um, yeah, this is what's needed. I mean, we've got to start a movement. The Quakers created the abolitionist movement. There were about a dozen of them. We got together in one community in Pennsylvania. I think it may have been Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, they just talked about it and talked to more and more people. 
And soon there was a, a national abolitionist movement that extended far beyond their religion. So, um, so this is what we need. Obviously, if we could get the media to consider the moral, religious aspects of this, let aside religious, the moral aspects of this, you know, we'd probably be a, a, a long way into this movement, into this, this abolition of animal cruelty. And I think maybe we have to start thinking bigger. We have to start thinking, yes, it's the time to do that. You know, basically, um, this is a matter of survival. You know, those corporations, the media, who are owned by corporations, Google, you know, Apple, I mean, these, these major media corporations, um, they're not more important than our civilization. And, um, and we need to, um, I think that that's the first step. We need to pretty much demand that they start covering this moral aspect. This, you know, if you want to cover it from the rec recklessness aspect, you know, how, how irresponsible it is to perpetuate the system that basically ensures future pandemics when we're, all we have to do is like ramp up this new industry to be free of these pandemics. I mean, like if the media isn't reporting on this, what are they doing? Really, what are they doing? So it seems like uh, some of you who are connected to the to media people. I'm, I'm, you know, I get things, okay? I get things a lot better than most people in a lot of ways. And uh, my role is generally to come up with some kind of answer, you know, but then, you know, then I communicate it to people that I hope are intelligent enough, caring enough to get it. And then, um, and perhaps they're also able to expand the message, extend it, you know, to, to people who, uh, who wouldn't resonate with the way I deliver the message. And that's, you know, that's why, you know, a movement like this takes everybody. You know, it doesn't, um, I can't do it alone and uh, neither can you. So it seems, I mean, we should be praying to God about this. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we don't pray to God enough to, uh, you know, it's funny about our um, modern religions, um, at least, for example, in Judaism, I'm Jewish, and um, we study the Torah, the, the Talmud, um, but we're studying, you know, sometimes inconsequential, minor, um, sometimes completely uh, irrelevant events that happened a couple of thousand years ago, 3,000 years ago, and, uh, and we're not studying you know, this coronavirus, its relation to morality, what we have to do. I mean, there's a separation of church and state, I get, 
but that doesn't muzzle us to uh to look for answers and to uh to champion what's right in these situations when the media and our politicians aren't taking the lead. maybe we're jumping ahead of ourselves. I mean, like, um, I, I, we get, we get how, um, how cruel we are to those animals. We get our complicity, paying people to abuse and torture these animals so we can get our chicken at one quarter of what it would cost otherwise if chickens were treated kindly. We get that. And uh, I guess until recently, we thought that, well, it must be all right with God because we're doing fine. So now, now we, uh, we discover that if it was good with God at a certain point, it no longer is. And uh, coronavirus seems to be evidence enough of this, you know, to have these these zoonotic diseases like coronavirus and avian flu and swine flu attack us. These, these pandemics that originate in animals, you know, it uh, seems like God saying, wake up. This isn't just a coincidental um, connection. All right, so let's turn positive. You know, in World War II, we had to fight for what was right. During the Civil War, we fought for what was right. Now we have to fight what, what, for what is right. Unfortunately, um, we don't have to resort to the military. I mean, that's, that's a godsend. But we have to fight, you know, and, and just like after the Civil War and after World War II, we created much better world in so many ways. This is an opportunity. Okay, this is an opportunity to change things that otherwise have no chance of changing. Perfect case in point, the Black Lives Matter movement. This pr police brutality that has been tolerated for decades is coming to an end. And that's just the beginning. This, um, this economic collapse that, um, that will become evident eventually, um, probably sooner than later, the, uh, the distancing and the uh, the isolation, uh, you know, we're all prisoners and, you know, talk about irony, poetic justice. We imprison these animals. So sows, female pigs are locked in crates so small sometimes they can't even turn around for months at a time. And, you know, like the United, uh, the uh, European Union decided to outlaw that 
but their solution isn't much better. So they, now these pigs have a little more room, you know. And, and chickens, uh, yeah, so like, you know, we are, you know, we're imprisoned. <laughs> this is like house arrest for all of us, you know, and, um, and so, yeah, this is, this is a time for um, demanding what we should be demanding, what we should have been demanding for years, if not decades. Um, we first demand that we stop abusing these animals. Um, we do that for God, you know, to, uh, to appease God, to, a way of asking God's forgiveness. Um, naturally, that's, that's only the beginning. There are a lot of people who are threatened with being evicted. We demand that no one gets evicted. There are people who are without jobs. We demand that either they be given jobs or they be given compensation. We demand, um, we demand a much better world with, with much better leaders. Um, I mean, this is, what I'm saying is a bit irrelevant because it's playing itself out. I mean, what has to happen will happen regardless of whether we know it will or not today. You know, um, people are either gonna be evicted or keep their apartments, their houses. And I'm guessing they will keep their apartments and houses. People will need to work or need an income to survive. And yes, I'm guessing they will be given jobs or an income to survive. And that's a given. I don't think uh, any political party, any corporate conspiracy can, um, can prevent that. So, um, so actually, you know, when you consider that, you can see how actually this is a painful but wonderfully auspicious time. You know, this is kind of like the birth pangs of a much better world. Our conscience becomes awakened to the plight of those animals, those, those pigs and chickens and, and geese and, and cows and all, you know, we're awakened to that. And then we're awakened to other atrocities, 50 million abortions, almost a billion people living in poverty, no access to clean water, their kids are dying at a rate of five to 10 million each year unnecessarily because they don't have vaccines and medicines and nutrition that we could easily provide them and be as rich as we need to be. 
So yeah, this is a this is a, the beginning of a new world, and neither the media nor the politicians or the corporations have the power to stop it. They may want you to believe that this new world is not happening because yes, they will lose power, money, but um, I think even they realize that it's, um, it's pretty much set in stone. I mean, as, as tomorrow we'll see another sunrise, you know, this, um, what, what's the alternative? <laughs> A civil war? Another civil war? We, we have the, uh, the poor and the uh, somewhat poor and the out of work, you know, against the rich, the corporations, the, the media. I mean, I doubt we want to go that way. So. so since there are no other alternatives, people will keep their homes and, uh, and get jobs or um, earn equivalent income. People will have what we need, basic. Um, we, may not, we may not have the luxuries we had um, in the past, but um, we'll probably be much better off um, without some of them, because they tend to distract us from this moral component of life, this, uh, this perspective of life that um, calls upon us to, um, to look at what we're doing, look at what our life is like, look at our relationship to God. I'm feeling better actually. Um, you know, here I am, you know, just again, 26 episodes trying to get you to understand this. And um, I guess what I'm realizing is that um, you may not understand it yet. But again, as I've been saying, um, you will, <laughs> you will. I mean, like, as, as you're coming out of this pandemic, um, you'll ask yourselves, well, um, do we really want to risk this happening again? What, what's, let's, let's do a risk-benefit analysis. Let's calculate uh, what the percentages are that um, this might happen and how much peace of mind do we, have, do we want. And uh, you know, I'm guessing you're gonna like put two and two together and understand that, well, it's this factory farming industry that's the biggest risk. You know, the wild, the wet markets, um, it's a different market, I guess, whatever, but you know, they're, they're both, equ not equally perhaps, but they're both dangerous there, yeah. You will, um, you'll see that, that, you know, that, that in order to be reasonably safe for future pandemics, we're gonna have to end factory farming. And as long as we're doing that, we might as well end regular farming, because that is a risk and transition to this clean meat, you know, cultured meat. Transition to this cruelty-free meat. And you know, that's just one you know, thing that's gonna happen. So yeah, I mean, the point is that like, I'm doing this, I guess I'm doing this because like, you know, why do tomorrow when you, what you can do today? 
you know, <laughs> yeah, we can wait for this to happen, you know, steadily, or we can push it along, you know, I mean, the, the faster we push it along, less expensive it'll be, and, and it'll feel good. It'll feel good. You know, I've done this with various fields, uh, the happiness field. Um, you push something along that you know is going to happen eventually, um, and it feels good to do that. And, and you really are doing something very important, very serious. So, so yeah, we don't wait until the, this becomes so obvious to, to pretty much anyone who knows anything about this. Um, we start pushing along now. And um, yeah, and um, and feel good, and then that's the, that's just the beginning, right? I mean, like we we end that factory farming. We're much safer for from pandemics. We're very grateful for this. So um, let's tackle the, the global poverty. Let's let's. Let's start making, creating a world where, where a parent wouldn't dream of aborting their child. You know, um, let's start dreaming. Let's, let's, start, um, let's start thinking big. Let's start thinking of what we can and should do. What we've neglected to do. And then finally, for our, you know, for our greatest happiness, our greatest well-being, we should be doing because this is you know it's not like like what we need to do is 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 a sacrifice in any real way because i mean certainly we'll be sacrificing something but with you know we end abortion yet we have all these kids in the world um we end global poverty we we end so much suffering and we have new trade partners we start addressing climate change and we say tens of trillions of dollars and, and you know and unfathomable misery in generations to come maybe this is yeah maybe this is all leading up to uh getting us prepared to fight climate change uh, we tackle these factory farms then we we end this um this threat of antibiotic resistance we start using our antibiotics more uh, safely um, right, there's a lot we can do so I'm glad you know I'm getting there I'm getting this message you know took 25 tries but it's, it's getting there um, and uh, running out of time all right um, catch this every Monday through Friday here on White Plains Community Media 5 p.m. Channel 76 if you get Optimum, 45 if you get Verizon, and episodes are all on YouTube if you miss them. So start thinking big. Start considering, thinking about the morality, about reward and punishment, how much God will bless us when we finally end factory farming. Uh -huh. How much God will help us as we uh, as we summon the courage and the concern to build uh, a much much kinder, more intelligent, and sustainable world. 
All right, well, I hope you're having a great Wednesday. I will hopefully, God willing, see you tomorrow.